This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I'm Ed Milet, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and I know yours as well, which is the concept of growth. And how do we grow more? Why is it so critical to our lives? And so, you know, I really believe in life you're either growing or you're dying. I know it's an overused adage, but it's true. In our life, we're really either growing or we're dying. It's part of nature, it's part of the human experience. And too many of us start to get stagnant and we wonder why we're not happier. I really believe one of the pathways to true happiness, to true bliss, to true fulfillment is to always be growing, always be changing, always be evolving, always chasing the ultimate version of ourselves. That process should be happening on an hourly and daily basis and it is nature. You know, as I've said, your body has 37 trillion cells. Think about that, 37 trillion cells in your body. In fact, you have 810,000 cells every second that are replacing themselves in your body. Just get your head around that for a second. 810,000 cells every second are being replaced. So just while you've been listening to this, several million cells in your body have been replaced, meaning something's dying and a new replacement is happening in your body. You're growing and changing all the time, even though we don't feel it physically in our body. We are growing constantly and replacing ourselves on a regular basis. My belief is that that same thing should be happening in all the other areas of our life, not just on a cellular level, but on every level in our life. Just think about that, what's going on without you thinking about it, without you being conscious about it, you are constantly replacing yourself physically all the time. Your digestive tract replaces itself every four days. Your lung tissue literally replaces itself every eight days and every year, 10% of your skeleton replaces itself on an annual basis. Your bones are replaced at a 10% rate every single year. Every part of your body is replacing itself all the time. And this needs to be happening in our minds as well. The more we begin to study how human beings replace themselves and grow, the more we understand the requirement to grow in our lives. The pathway to happiness is growth all the time. And a lot of the growth in our body is happening without us even being aware of it. But in order to grow the external part of our lives, in order to grow our identities, in order to grow our happiness and our confidence, we have to be aware of it because it's something that we have to take control of every single day. And so today we're going to talk about growing in our life. So really what that means is every 10 years you're literally a completely different person. What I believe is that every year there ought to be a different version of you. Well, my son was very young. We were at a car wash when he was six years old. It was a defining moment of my life. You know, in your life, there's these moments I think you relate to that you just never forget. You just were never the same after. Sometimes they're just very simple experiences. But Max was six years old and we were at this car wash and there was a man there, an older man, that I had seen there about every single Sunday when I would take little Max to this car wash. Now when I say he was older, frankly he was probably what my age is today. <laughs> Come to think of it, he's about my age. But at that time he seemed older to me, just like for many of you I seem older. And, um, but speaking of age, he was reading his newspaper and I'd see him and Max was running around. He said, how old is your son? And I said, he's six years old. And he said, and it's true if you're a parent, you've experienced this or a grandparent. But he said, well, enjoy that six-year-old because when he turns seven, the six-year-old is gone forever. And he said, and enjoy the seven-year-old because when he turns eight, that seven-year-old's gone forever. And I remember thinking how true that was. And, but reflexively, and I didn't mean to say it in a, in a mean way to him, but I said, sir, when did that process stop for you? 
Like what age? And he just stared back at me blankly. He kind of put the paper down and he looked and was talking to himself. He goes, I don't know. And I said, well, that should be something you should evaluate. And I remember watching him, and bless his heart, he was a very nice man. I remember thinking, I don't want that to be me. Because so many of us in our lives, even though our lung tissue is regenerating you know, every eight days, our digestive tract every four days, we're producing all these new red blood cells every day, our entire skeleton is replaced every 10 years, we don't replace ourselves with the next best version all the time. And there becomes an age, for some of us it's 18 years old, where the 19 year old's almost exactly like the 18 year old version. Their life, their results, their wealth, their happiness, their faith, their fitness is exactly the same. For some of us, it's the 30-year-old's exactly like the 29-year-old. The 35-year-old's life looks so much like the 34-year-old's life. And this process of growth begins to slow down and in some cases stops altogether where we're not replacing ourselves every year. I'm obsessed with birth, but I'm also obsessed with death. I have this belief that someday when I die, I want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I also believe God's going to introduce me to the man I was born to be, the destiny version of me, the man I was capable of becoming. And he's going to say, Ed, meet him. This is the man you were born to be. This is who I made you to be. This is the person with the experiences, the contribution, the memories, the feelings, the confidence, the emotions. This is who you could have been. This is the difference you could have made. This is what you could have done with your life. And when I meet him, my dream, heaven to me would be meeting him and we're identical twins. Hell would be we'd meet each other and we're complete strangers. Our lives were completely opposite directions. I didn't have the experiences, the moments, the memories, the differences I could have made. I didn't become the man I was capable of becoming. And that's hell to me, is meeting the destiny version of me and being total strangers. And so the only way we get to that ultimate version of ourselves is by replacing ourselves and growing all the time. This has to become an addiction for you. It has to become an emergency. For too many of us, we'd like to grow. We'll look into it. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I should get around to it. It's true. And every time you don't make it an emergency, it's not a crisis. You're not in a hurry. It's almost like if I don't do this, I will die. You never get there. And the truth is, whether you know it or not, you are either growing or you are dying. And it may not feel like it all the time, just like you didn't know your skeleton, 10% of it replaced it last year. You don't know the last four days your whole digestive tract was replaced. But these processes happen. And so you are dying if you're not growing. We need to grow. You need to grow. And it needs to become an intention of yours. It needs to become an obsession of yours. You can't always acquire the things you want. You can't always just go get the car or the house or the relationship you'd want. But you are in control of acquiring the next version of you. And that requires being uncomfortable. That requires growth. Just like being in the gym. The only way your arms grow or your chest or your legs grow is by intentionally breaking it down and growing it back up again. This is true in our lives as well. You know, sometimes to grow, we may have to take a step or two backwards. It may get uncomfortable. You know, doing those last reps in the gym hurts. And I, I always remind myself, when it's hurting, I'm growing. If it's not hurting, I'm not growing. Well, we know that intuitively when it comes to physical muscles in our body. But it is also true of our identity, of our confidence, of our life. It ought to be hurting a little bit, at least, so that you know you're growing. Don't avoid the pain. Run towards it. And so how do we grow? You know, what are some of the decisions we need to make? Let me ask yourself a question. If I went into the gym and I never put myself in any uncomfortable situations in that gym, in other words, it never got uncomfortable lifting the weights, 
Would I be growing? No. So evaluate this for a second. How many uncomfortable situations are you putting yourself in right now? I mean, evaluate the last week of your life. I'll even let you look back at the last month. How many really uncomfortable situations are you putting yourself in that challenged you, that grew you, that pushed you to get to that next level of being who you are? Are you under the illusion, and I love you as a friend, but I think sometimes you're under the illusion that you're gonna get these external things you want without growing who you are. You could not be further from the truth. In fact, if you were to acquire those things without growing who you are, we understand the power of identity. You will eventually lose those things because they're not congruent with who you are as a person. So evaluate, number one, the last week, the last month of your life, how many uncomfortable situations are you putting yourself in to intentionally grow? Putting yourself in spaces you're not completely prepared for, right? That you have some anxiety and fear about. Are you putting yourself in those situations that grow you? You know it's true with children, why isn't it true with you? See, children are constantly in situations where they're learning new things they didn't know before. Every day in math class, every year in algebra, every year in Spanish, every year in English, they're in situations that challenge them, that make them uncomfortable, that grow them. And adults begin to avoid these circumstances and challenges, and they grow at a far slower pace. And so, please put yourself on uncomfortable situations. Number two, what are you listening to? What are you reading? Thank God you're with me here today. This is growing you, right? Are you regularly listening to my podcast? Are you listening to my other audio trainings? Are you listening to the interviews I do on YouTube? Are you following on social media? Have you picked out a couple great books like my Max Out Your Life book? You can get this at maxoutbook.com. I'll buy the book for you. Just use the code MAXOUT. It's on me. Are you feeding yourself the sustenance, the nutrition you need to grow? See, in the gym, it's not just about lifting the weights. There's the other side of it. There's breaking down the muscle, and then there's feeding it with the right nutrition, isn't there? The right supplements. What is your nutrition and what are your supplements? These are the books you're reading. These are the things you're listening to on a regular basis that feeds you that help grow you. That's the second thing. The third thing is, who are you hanging around? Now, I know you hear about this all the time, but there's such a power to association. There's an incredible power to who you're around. You know, you have to have a few friends who make you want to clean up the house before they come over. If that makes any sense to you. See, I love having those friends where the house can be a mess. We can be laying around and eating Cheetos all day long. Those friends are fun. But you ought to have a few of them like, hey, let's pick up before they come over. Let's make it look right. You have friends whom you want to level up for. Friends whom you want to begin to perform at the level they believe in you. Do you have those kinds of associations? Who are you adding to your group of associations that are friends of yours, but simultaneously you want to live up to either who they are or who they believe you are? This causes us to begin to grow. So you really do need to have somebody in your life who just makes you a little bit uncomfortable. The next thing is this, you must be intentional and specific about the type of growth you want. We talk all the time about having goals, but I'm talking about being specific and intentional. You show me somebody who goes to the gym and works out to get more fit and healthier, 
compared to somebody who's going to the gym to hit a specific weight loss goal, a specific body fat percentage, once they hit a specific number on the bench with a specific amount of reps, those two people will be light years apart in terms of the growth of their body. One intentional and specific, one general and vague. What are your intentional, specific benchmarks you have with dates to achieve them? There must be a date, a deadline. Otherwise, it's a wish. What is the intentional, specific outcome and the deadline that it will be accomplished for. This puts your brain into hyperactive growth mode. It puts you into intentional mode. Specificity is the key to growth. And by the way, so is simplicity. You must execute and your plan, the more simple it is, the more easy it is for you to execute. Having an intentional, specific, and simple growth plan leads to the biggest gains in your life. The next piece is you need to create momentum. And this is the final thing that I want to talk about in life. See, if we've all been ill before, if you've ever had the hardship that I have, I have a, 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 I have a parent right now who's got cancer. And the last thing I want that cancer to get is momentum or to spread, as you know. And we've all seen this in the negative sense in a disease where someone gets a disease and it spreads. You get ill and it progresses and it gets momentum. You get an infection and it spreads. The worst thing you want is for something negative to get momentum. On the other hand, the best thing you can have moving towards something that's growing is momentum. In other words, when something is dying, we don't want that to get momentum. But growth, we need momentum. Momentum is the X factor nobody talks about in growth and in winning that I'm going to address last today. You have to create momentum. Momentum is what I call an invisible force that takes something good and makes it great. Takes something great and makes it extraordinary. Takes something extraordinary and makes it a max out level. Momentum is this force that you cannot calibrate. You can't see it. You can't pinpoint it. And let me say this to you, people's bodies get momentum moving towards fitness. Money can begin to compound with momentum and lives get momentum. See, if you look at sports, every year someone wins the Major League Baseball World Series or the Super Bowl or the NHL Stanley Cup. And it is not always the best team that wins. Oftentimes in the playoffs, it's the team with the most momentum that can even beat a better team. A more equipped team is the team with momentum because momentum is what allows the average to do something extraordinary. Momentum is a magnifier. It takes everything and magnifies it to its ultimate capacity. What I can tell you about my life the last 25 years is I'm a byproduct of growth and I'm a byproduct of getting what I call life momentum. It made an average man like me begin to be able to produce extraordinary results. It can make a team, see every year in the NHL, people that are hockey fans will tell you, show me the team of the hottest goaltender with the most momentum, I'm gonna show you someone who's gonna win the NHL Stanley Cup. In football, show me the team that's got the most momentum or is the healthiest at the end of the year and I'll show you a team. The New England Patriots seem every year to play their best football in December and January. Every year in the beginning of the year, people write them off, it seems like, ah, Ah, they've lost it, they're too old, they're not gonna make it happen. But they always find themselves in the damn Super Bowl, don't they, about every other year, because they know how to generate momentum. In Major League Baseball, at the end of the year, 
It's not always the team who won the most games that wins the World Series. It's the hottest pitching staff. It's the team with the hottest bats. The last thing you want are the bats to go cold in the postseason, and you can lose it. Teams that lose momentum lose championships. This is true in every single sport. Momentum is the X factor. It's the magnifier. It's true in life as well. You must begin to generate life momentum. The way we generate life momentum is with small wins, and we'll begin to stack them. It's like a fire. You've got to get that fire started. You get that fire started. Once it starts, once it sparks, you have to feed it. If I let the fire dull, I've got to keep falling kindling on there. I've got to keep throwing wood on the fire, throwing gasoline on the fire. I see too many people, they get the fire going, they think it's going to rage the rest of their lives, and they forget to keep fueling the flame. They forget to keep putting wood on the fire, gasoline on the fire to keep that momentum going. And so in your life, you get momentum by small wins. You're always trying to accomplish these old big old things and hunt these elephants. Get some dadgum rabbits. Hunt some rabbits. Get some small wins. Small wins beget big wins. You start getting a little momentum. You start getting that first five pounds of weight loss at the gym. You, start, you, for, you get those first two or three accounts you didn't think you were going to get or new hires in your business, right? You start getting that momentum of saving your first $1,000, your first $5,000. The truth of the matter is going from a million dollars in savings to $10 million is very difficult, but it's nowhere near as hard as going from zero to a hundred grand. That first hundred grand, that first thousand, that first 2,000, that first 10,000 in savings is tough, man. But once you get some momentum, in your life, you've all experienced it at some point. You got some life momentum. You got some momentum in a particular area. You're like, wow, I'm saying all the right things. Stuff just falling my way. There's a rhythm to life when you succeed. There's a rhythm to success. And when someone has momentum, they dance to the music and not the words. You've all been to the club before, haven't you? where there's that dude out there dancing, and he's not dancing to the music, he's dancing to the words. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He may even have the right moves, but he's completely off rhythm. He seems like he's dancing to the words. That's how life is when you don't have momentum. You can be doing all the right things, taking, making all the right moves, but it's just not clicking. Does it feel that way sometimes? It's like dancing to the words and not the music. It's hearing the lyrics and not the beat. And in life, the same is true. You gotta dance to the beat. You gotta dance to the rhythm. See, there's a rhythm to success. There's a pace, there's a cadence, there's a momentum to it. And this is generated by the small winds and all of a sudden things start falling into place in such a way that it just feels easier. It's like pushing something uphill, you get to the rock to the top, it's so difficult. But then it just starts easy downhill. Now, the mistake people make is once it starts going downhill, they quit fueling the flame. They stop doing the things that got them the momentum in the first place. The thing I respect most about teams that win multiple championships, say like the Patriots, is they don't take their momentum for granted. See, if you take someone like Steve Jobs or Mark Cuban or Chris Jenner or any successful entrepreneur you know, the mega successful ones, they got momentum and they sustained it over decades of time. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in fitness, a lot of people in their money space, they got a little momentum for a while, then they stopped doing the things that generated the momentum, they stopped growing. 
and started dying with momentum. And eventually that dying will kill the momentum. But if you get the combination of momentum and addiction to growth where you're fueling that momentum, the flame gets bigger and bigger and bigger. This is the key to getting to that ultimate version of you. The combination of growth with momentum. And again, momentum is generated by small wins. You've got to do small wins in a short window of time. An extra account, an extra phone call, an extra meeting. You start to get some juice going. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And you get that addiction to growth. See, here's the mistake people make. They generate a little bit of momentum, but they're not addicted to the growth. They fall in love with the momentum and the flame fuels out. Or they love getting growth, but they don't understand the calibration of momentum as its magnifier. But the combination in life, in business, in sports, in fitness, in money, in relationships, in faith, in every area, the ultimate killer app is growth with momentum. I want to challenge you to be addicted to growth, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, reading and feeding yourself the right nutrients, the power of your association, and then creating momentum with lots of small wins initially, and making that a never-ending process. Because here's the truth. That lung tissue of yours is a never-ending process of regenerating yourself. Those new blood cells, red blood cells, happen every day. It's a never-ending process, isn't it? Your digestive tract, your skeleton is regenerating itself. Your cells all the time is a never-ending process with momentum. And that's true with growth too. Growth is not a one-year commitment, a one-month commitment, the three-day commitment. It's a lifetime commitment to growth and a lifetime understanding of the secret invisible force of momentum. I want to challenge you sincerely. Harness momentum. You do that by being addicted to growth and that combination of the two will produce results for you that are extraordinary. You will begin to catch dreams. See, dream catching has a momentum. See, I have, people ask me all the time, did you envision your life to be this way with oceanfront homes, lakefront homes, jets, boats, savings? Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. I'm not that kind of a visionary. My first big dream was to save $50,000 and pay off my credit cards. I thought if I ever saved $100,000, I would be the richest man in the world. I remember thinking, if I get to a million bucks, my God, I'll never work a day again in the rest of my life, right? I didn't have that kind of moment, that vision in my life. But what happens is, just like dreams, dream catching gets momentum. And all of a sudden, you wake up when you're addicted to growth and you start getting some momentum on catching your dreams. You can wake up 20, 30 years later. And as I say it out loud to you, it's not even real to me that I live oceanfront in Laguna Beach. I've got private jets. I've been able to take care of my family. I have no debt in my life. All my homes I own debt-free. There's no mortgages on my homes. Isn't that incredible? My jet I own debt-free. All my boats I own debt-free. And I'm not trying to be materialistic with you. I just share this with you. All my cars I own debt-free. I don't have a payment other than an American Express card at the end of every single month. For me to say that out loud to you in this moment still almost isn't even real to me. And I, I know it's real because I've seen it happen, but I also know I'm just an average guy who got addicted to growth got momentum in his life and every area got momentum from my businesses to my wealth to my dreams and you'll begin to catch dreams three years five years ten years twenty years from now that you can't even comprehend or envision right now because your dream catching and your vision will also get momentum I promise you there's a magnifier that will take place in your life if you harness these factors I want to challenge you get addicted to your growth understand and be cognizant of generating momentum and those two to be a 
never-ending lifelong process will change your life. I want to remind you, I know today helped you. Every day on Instagram, I do the max out two-minute drill. What that means is this. On my main feed on Instagram every day, because I want to connect with you deeply. I want, I want you to be more connected to the Max Out community. Every day on Instagram, I make a post within the first two minutes. If you make just a comment on there with hashtag Max Out and your comment, every day for the people to do that within the first two minutes, we pick a winner every day. And somebody wins a coaching call with me, one of the guests on my show, autographed copy of my book, Max Out Gear, something to connect us. So if you're interested in that kind of a connection, turn your notifications on on Instagram and every day make a comment with a the first two minutes hashtag max out if for some reason you miss the first two minutes that's not a problem still just make a comment at the end of the week as long as you've made a comment on every post we pick a winner from that group as well regardless of what time you make the comment because I want to connect further with you I hope today helped you please share the most powerful program in the world for tactics and inspiration to change your life with the people that you care most about please share the program if you're listening to this on audio make sure you subscribe to the video version on YouTube if you're watching this video Subscribe to iTunes or Spotify so you're getting the audio version of some of my content as well. God bless you and Max out. This is the Ed Milet Show.